0: My brothers, my sisters, the Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. John. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God, all things came to be through Him. And without Him, nothing came to be. What came to be through him was life, and this life was the dark and the light of the human race. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came to be through him but the world did not know him he came to what was his own but his own people did not accept him but to those who did accept him he gave power to become children of god to those who believe in his name who were born not by natural generation nor by human choice nor by a man's decision but of god And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we saw his glory, the glory as of the Father's only Son, full of grace and truth. The gospel of the Lord. Lord. So I'm a regular customer down at Lowe's, down in 3A. And wait. I'm over there a lot. I guess I have a lot of things at my house that need fixing. Since October, the Christmas displays have been up in, in the front of the store. And for every time I go in, the first thing that I was seeing since October, and it's been like this for the last three years. Three letters. Six feet. Bigger than me. Gold. Brightly lit, the letters, J-O-Y. And Joy has always, the last three years, had a very big price tag. Three years ago, 1,200 bucks. Last year, down to 800 bucks. And I remember that towards the end of the Christmas season last year, J-O-Y were over in the garden center. It was in the corner, not lit up. A yellow clearance tag on it, $300. Joy was in darkness, and Joy was homeless. So this year, it was back, right at the front entrance, proud, lit up, bright, $600. But Joy was still looking for a home. So Friday, I'd go back to the store. No more live trees, all of them are sold. All the Christmas lights, anything left is 50% off. And most of the areas where there were Christmas displays are now home to snow blowers and heaters. And Joy was gone. The bright letters we're not there, nowhere to be seen. I'm not sure if the display finally found a home. It's not on my front lawn. Or if the store, just what they've been doing the last three years, just packed it up and put it away. I guess I'm just gonna have to wait till Halloween of 2019 to find out the Joy is. But our feelings of joy sometimes at Christmas come and go just like that. You know, everywhere, everyone around us seems lit up with joy. But we may not feel that joy. Because life is tough. It's messy. It hurts. Our human lives, with our brokenness, our disappointments, our difficulties, we confront addictions and, and health issues That turn our lives upside down, our fractured relationships. A lot of us have lost people this year that have been close to us. Christmas isn't happy because we have that that kind of gloom of disappointment. And the joy seems to come from our lives. But there's hope. Because God chose to put himself right in the middle of our mess. Right in the middle of our messy human lives. And the reality of the birth of Jesus, he was born homeless. He was born an immigrant to a poor mother, to a foster father. Born among animals. Now that's messy. Shepherds. The nativity was not perfect. It was messy. Just like us. In those times we feel joyless, when we question the messiness in our lives, Jesus is the answer. Emmanuel, God is with us. Jesus is right there beside us. And he brings light to our darkness. We become, through Jesus, children of God. So here's a true story. A Christmas story from the writer Bill Brosh. It's about a baby, appropriately enough. And it's told by the mother. It's an essay written by the mother from the first person. So just put yourself in the head of a mother at Christmas. It was Sunday, Christmas Day. Our family had spent the holiday in San Francisco with my husband's parents. So in order for us to get back to work on Monday, we found ourselves driving the 400 miles back to Los Angeles on Christmas Day. We stopped for lunch at King City. The restaurant was nearly empty. We were the only family, and we were the only one in the restaurant with a child. And I heard my son, Eric, a one-year-old, squeal with glee, hide there!" The two words he thought were just one word, hide there." And then he started to pound his baby hands on the metal high chair. And his face was alive with excitement, his eyes were wide, his mouth Open, showing his toothless grin. He wiggled and giggled, and then I saw the source of his merriment. My eyes could not take it all in at once, for across the room was a man, an old man wearing a dirty, tattered coat and a wrinkled face with gums as bare as Eric's. And the man shouted loudly, Hi there, big boy. Hi there, baby. I see you. And my husband, Dennis, and I just wanted peace, so we ignored him. Our meals came, and the banging and the noise continued, and the old man was shouting from across the room, do you know Patty Cake? boy? Do you know Peekaboo? And my boy continued to laugh and answer, Hi there. Hi there. Nobody thought it was cute, especially me. The guy was a drunk, a disturbance, and I was embarrassed, and I wanted to get out of that restaurant. And Dennis said, let's go. Let's get out of here before this guy causes any more trouble. So he told me he would settle the bill, and he said, bolt for the door, I'll meet you at the car. But it would soon be obvious that God and Eric had other plans. As I drew closer to the old man, I turned my back, walking to sidestep him As I did so, Eric, all the while with his eyes riveted to his new best friend, leaned over my arms, reaching with both arms to a baby's pick-me-up position. And in a split second, a balancing of my baby and turning to counter his weight, I came eye to eye with the old man. Eric was leaping for him, arms spread wide, and the old man's eyes were sad as he said, will you let me hold your baby? There was no need for me to answer because Eric propelled them right into the arms of the man. And suddenly an old man and a very young baby were together. And Eric laid his tiny head upon the ragged shoulders of the old man. And the man's eyes closed, and I saw tears come from beneath his eyelashes. This aged man with hands full of grime and pain and darkness, gently so gently, rocked and cradled my little baby in his arms. I stood awestruck, and the old man's eyes opened and set them squarely on mine, and he said in a firm, commanding voice, you take care of this baby, and somehow I managed to say I will, and I gently took my baby from his chest. He seemed sad and in pain because he was losing a precious moment of peace and joy. But he had one more thing to say. God bless you. You've given me my Christmas gift. I could say nothing. I was silent. And all I could say softly was thanks. And with Eric in my arms, I ran to the car. Dennis wondered why I was crying and holding our baby so tightly. He wondered why I sat there in the car, saying through my tears, God forgive me, forgive me. I think that small baby Eric is the real meaning of Christmas. Eric is God's arms. Eric is Jesus' compassion and endless, infinite love for us. He leaps right into our messy and beat up lives. He leaps and opens up his unconditional, non judgmental arms. And he does it to the people who are least likely to be embraced and loved. That's what Jesus does for us. And that is what we celebrate today. And that's why we're here. It's not a sentimental holiday where we play lots of music. It's not just a tradition of guilt and pressure routine to show at church or family events to keep family peace. It's not. Because we celebrate today that God is with us. We celebrate that we're all children of God. And we celebrate that God gave us Jesus to shine through the darkness and the messiness of our lives. And that's how we celebrate really this day. I got a Christmas card. Because that's a pretty demanding thing. What do we do with this fact that God is with us, that Jesus is part of us? This card from Matthew Kelly from Dynamic Catholic, and we'll have some books on the way out, one of his latest books. But here's what he said in the Christmas card. Life is messy. Every day in large ways and small, we have to decide if we're going to avoid the mess or immerse ourselves in the mess and do something about it. So what do we do about it? I think of a friend of mine, of our family, a role model for my daughter, for my wife. I mean, we've known her for years. Connie Sullivan was her name. And she went to God just two weeks ago. And we're very sad this Christmas that we don't have her. And she was an example of someone that got immersed in so many messy lives. And she did it so unconditionally and with so much love. Her son-in-law at the Remembrance said this about her. He said about her, anyone that met her, she multiplied their joys and divided their sorrows. Think of that. Do you multiply other people's joys and divide their sorrows? I'm speaking for myself, but I think I sometimes do just the opposite. How easy is it to be negative and speak negatively and divide anyone who has joy and multiply and add to their sorrows? I think we're human and we do that. I think that's the way to celebrate the joy of this day. Jump right into the mess. Don't avoid, immerse yourselves and do something about it. Go, multiply joy and divide sorrow. It might seem simple, but I think if we live those words of bringing happiness, in subtracting sadness, that is what God brought us in Jesus. He brought us someone who brings us happiness and divides our sadness. And that's what we can bring to the world.